Welcome to Solid Steps Radio. That's what the theme song says. Well, I don't know if the theme song actually says that, but that's what we are. We are Solid Steps Radio. We are a show for men by men talking about things from a man's perspective. And uh, thank you for listening. We hope you're listening on purpose. If you're listening on accident, uh, we are a show that talks about all different types of aspects of life, whether it's work. Last week we did a show uh, about uh, the workplace and, and how to have a, a healthy perspective on, on work and how that trickles down into our families and We've talked about all kinds of different topics, but today we're having a a theme, a special edition show that uh, we can never do enough justice to this type of show as far as our theme. We're having a, uh, with this being the 4th of July week, uh, 4th of July was just a few days ago, but uh, as far as the independence of our country, that's something obviously we live with for 365 days a year, and we are going to talk today with a couple of gentlemen who have served in the military on a couple of different spectrum of time frame here. But so it's great to get these two different perspectives from uh, from these gentlemen and uh, their service to our country. So um, yeah, we we got a younger guy. Which one's that? Uh, and we have. <laughs> Careful. (laughs) (laughs) You said it, not me. Oh, affectionately, I always address Don Waddell as Colonel. Um, It's uh, it's a great delight to have you here, brother. Thank you very much. About time for a promotion, don't you think? I I, I couldn't agree more. (laughs) I think a promotion is necessary. And uh, I have the privilege of having my nephew in, and who has served in, in the military, in the Army, is a West Point grad, and uh, he actually married my niece. Um, but he is my nephew, and uh, just mm-hmm. love uh, ha- having you here today. Derek, welcome to the show. It's a privilege to be here, Kurt. Thank so you. Uh, so we have this uh, spectrum of, um, Don, you served in the military for how many years? 28. 28. Before we jump into all that, tell us, you, you and Nancy have been married. Uh, you, you've got uh, some golden things going on. I, it is a golden year for me. It is. Uh, uh, t- it, talk it, to us about in that. In a good sort of way. Um, I graduated from University of Louisville 50 years ago in, in May, and I uh, was going off to law school, but that didn't work out so well. And then uh, 50 years ago on July 22nd, I married my childhood sweetheart, Nancy Smith, from Boston, Kentucky. So that's another 50th anniversary. Well, so you've been married for 50 years, but yeah. when did you first meet her? Oh, goodness. You yeah. were in grade school? Uh, Junior high? Prehistoric times. It was, <laughs> it was way back there. No, she was 16. I was 15. Okay, wow. Yeah. Bob Dabney introduced us, and uh, it was it was, yep. it, was, it, was it was in the books. Yep. fantastic. But anyway, and then your fifth, and then, and then your other other gold. So you got two goldens there. What's That's your right. third one? The third one is uh, August nineteenth. I got a letter from the president of the United States, and he was inviting me to be all I could be, and uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to join the army. He was going to facilitate that because I was drafted, which actually was not on my to-do list for that that period of time, and uh, I really wasn't too eager about doing that, but uh, I trundled off the local uh, Air Force recruiter, and I enlisted in the Air Force so I didn't have to get drafted into the Army. Nothing personal, but uh, (laughs) I I just... uh, There's going to be a war breakout right here in this room. (laughs) I wanted to uh, fly airplanes and not uh, sit in a foxhole. The question you've got to remember, the Vietnam War was going on. There were a lot of other factors involved, so... It's, this is a big uh, time for me. Fifty years. Fifty years. Yep. And uh, and before I forget, I just I just want to say um, thank you, thank you to both of you for serving in our country. Thank you for helping protect us 
and so many times we take that for granted. We'll talk about that some more. But, uh, but back to you, Don, mm-hmm. uh, before we get to you, Derek, and talk about your family. You and Nancy have been married 50 years. Talk to you uh, about your kids real quick. Okay. Got uh, three of them, <laughs> all grown. Matter <laughs> of fact, my oldest turns 50 this year, which is really scary. Another thought. big 50. Another Man. 50, oh. it is. And you I got seen four. a theme here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this program was going to be so distressing. But, uh, <laughs> thanks for the reminder. Yeah, I got uh, Donald Ellis Waddell, the fourth, and uh, he's got two grandchildren, one of which is Donald Ellis Waddell, the fifth. We're kind of a regal family. If you know <laughs> no I mean. kidding. My and goodness. My son, William Davis, two years uh, his junior, and then my daughter, Dawn Michelle, is, uh, I don't know, five years younger than... So she'd be around 45 or something like that. Who's who's doing the math? I was an English major. Yeah. (laughs) So um, how many grandkids? Uh, We got four. Four total. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Yes, it is. You're blessed. Derek, you you married my niece. You did, did. You you did quite well, <laughs> and you uh, you performed the ceremony. I did. Uh, that was a great. That was a great day. It was. That was a great day. So and since then, in the last, uh, has that been six seven years ago? Seven years. Seven years. Mm-hmm. You got a whole tribe of uh, little ones running around. We do. Yeah. In 2010, uh, Karen and I were married. That was two weeks after I graduated from West Point. And then we, we went quickly after that to Oklahoma, where I started uh, several months of training to be a field artillery officer. Uh, that training then took us to Fort Lewis, Washington, where we were for four years. Um, in that time, we had uh, two children, um, Oliver and Audrey. Um, and then I deployed, oh, halfway through that in 2012, all of 2012 to Afghanistan. And, uh, and then after our time at Fort Lewis, Washington, we then went back to Fort Sill, Oklahoma to get some further training um, for several months. And then most recently, we're at Fort Carson, Colorado in Colorado Springs. Um, and we, uh, since the first two were born, have added another two, um, <laughs> Phoebe and Ruby. So we have Oliver, Audrey, Phoebe, and Ruby. Uh, and we left active duty last summer in 2016 after six years. And... Uh, I'm now pursuing a Master of Divinity here in Louisville at Southern Seminary, where in a few years I hope to graduate and pursue pastoral ministry. Uh, so that's a, that's a bit of our story, and we're thankful to God for all those places we've been, and of course the four kids we we have who are a joy. So you've got a, you've got a lot uh, a, a lot going on. What what has happened in the last seven years is a lot of stuff. It is. I mean, kids and the deployment, and uh, so uh, take us. Um, Take us to deployment just real quickly, uh, you know, or not quickly, Derek, but uh, um, and bef- uh, when you were deployed, uh, you, you said something to me yesterday that when you looked at Kara, um, what, what, what you, you said something to each other. Well, I think what I was trying to convey is this sense that, um, you know, when, when a soldier or an airman or a sailor Marine, when you say goodbye to your family, um, you know it doesn't matter what time period it was or what conflict it was. Um, there's a there's a, a bond that you now share, um, not only with your spouse or your loved one, but with those other um, military service people. Um, and it's it's a it's a bond. It's a knowing um, that brings uh, great oh brotherhood. And uh, but what I was trying to convey is just this this uh, reality 
that when when I left Kara in 2011, um, on a particular day that was quite vivid for both of us, there was a lot of weeping. There was a lot of unknown, and and where where I was going, um, we were not certain that I was going to come back the same person. You know, uh, maybe the trauma of war was going to change me. Um, you know, maybe I was going to be injured, uh, and heaven forbid, perhaps. I would not come back to embrace care at all. So those are the thoughts that go through a family's mind when when they deploy. And those thoughts continue to go on. Uh, they weren't just um, uh, sentiments of the past, but they still happen um, you know, every week and every month for the members of our armed services. Uh, and it's not just the Army. It's, it's all our, our servicemen and women, uh, the Air Force deployed all over the world, um, our sailors, deployed, of course, around the world as well. You know, we most recently had um, a, a tragic accident where uh, I think seven sailors died <clears throat> um, while serving overseas. Uh, so it's, it's, it's affecting all our services and all our families. You know, I mean, Derek, when we, when we hear that on the news, so, I mean, it's, it can happen. We just listen to it, you know, and we, as a civilian, we can just, can just kind of quickly overlook that. But when you are, when you've been there, when you've done that, when you've had to look at Kara, when Don, when you had to look at Nancy and you said goodbye and you kissed them, you might not ever see them again on this earth. They might not ever see you again or you come back and you're, and we, we can take that so for granted. Mm. Sure. Yep. Don, Don, when you mm. said Goodbye to Nancy. You d- you described I, um, you, you being a colonel, um, being twenty eight years in the Air Force. Um, I, I I always affectionately call you that, and I and and, and, and it's out of great respect. And um, and I, I I didn't think you cried. You know, I've also had the privilege of working with you <laughs> in the church uh, because you retired out of the military, and then you you. Uh, you know, you were in the local church serving as a pastor, and we got to serve together for a number of years. Right. And uh, I don't think I ever saw you cry. And I apologize for that. <laughs> I'm just not an overly emotional person, never have been. And uh, uh, sometimes uh, it, it has happened when I left uh, went to go to Vietnam, then uh, there, there were tears shed. Um, but uh, I think we all confront combat, being part of the military, you know, as God has wired us. And for me, it's it's more objective for some people it's more subjective and it's just kind of the way god's wired us and it's okay i think nancy doesn't understand why i don't cry more than i do (laughs) she she wanted you to cry more well um but it it, it is when you looked at nancy and you said goodbye and you're 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 leaving you don't know if she'll ever see you again and um that's that's powerful Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with a few more segments. We're going to talk about life in the military, going into the military, being in the military, coming back home, quote unquote, out of the military. Are you really ever, ever even out of it? Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that and uh, in our special Fourth of July Independence Day edition of Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. I'm still Chad Russell. That's Kurt Satter, and we are here with. Colonel Don Waddell and Derek Hendricks, and uh, both uh, 
I always hesitate to say former military because, you know, I would think that once you're military, you're military and uh, maybe active. How about that, military? And uh, we are talking about their careers in the military and their perspectives on it. And uh, we, especially as surrounding Fourth of July and Independence, and if you need to be independent of your really bad flooring, you need to go to Carol Rogers Carpet One. They have the best flooring in town. Carol Rogers Carpet One. <laughs> That's called a segue, Colonel, right there. That's what we do. <laughs> and uh, they have great flooring, great carpet, great hardwood. You name it, they've got it. Uh, we also want to thank Ellen and Credit Ellen and Credit Union. Uh, Vision First Eye Care and Bright Star Home Care. All of those folks step up and sponsor our show. We would ask you to please, uh, you know, give them a call if you ever need them. We and, take we t- uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say we're talking about freedom, and uh, you know, some people celebrate freedom. They start thinking about it July the second for their Fourth of July party, and then July fifth, they don't think about it maybe until a long time from now. And so, how think about the idea of how much freedom we have. We have no idea how much freedom we really have. And and how much it costs. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. The cost of, of us to live in the land of the free is, um, we, we really, you can't, how do you, uh, and we take it so for granted. I mean, I, you know, growing up, uh, I, I do not have any kind of military background. And growing up, you know, Fourth of July was a day to get more chores done, more stuff on the farm done, and then fireworks, you know? I mean, and... Th- for you two guys, um, it was it's it, you, you have uh, you've given a lot, and uh, so I, I want to talk with you guys about um, the cost of freedom for our country and the culture. You know, Don, when you you were draft you were going to be drafted, and then you said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna basically go around the draft, and I'm gonna just gonna sign up to go into the Air Force." What was going through your heart and mind? Well. The- Consider the time Vietnam War was raging, and we were getting daily reports of people killed in battle, and that wasn't. Uh, uh, I mean, that's disturbing. So it's not something that you relish going on. I think most of us want to serve our country, but you know, the danger is out there, and it's 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 very transparent, uh, or very obvious. Uh, so that was more than anything else. And so I'm newly married, and now they want to send me to Vietnam, and and. I didn't like that too much. I had a plan for my life, which suddenly was changed with this, you know, draft notice I got. So very disconcerting, um, you know, start questioning, you know, what am I going to do about this with my family? And so it's just, uh, it turns your world upside down. And how old were you, Don? I was 22. Oh, wow. You were 22. Derek, when you went in, I mean, you were after 9-11. Right. Right. So, Don, you're post 9/11. I mean, all the, some of the differences. It was pretty, pretty different. I mean, in in the in the in the world for you, Don, it was pretty negative, right? Right. But and, and I think for me, the single issue was the draft, which was uh, we did away with the draft 1973 or something. I would not have gone in had it not been for the draft. So I'm kind of partial to the draft, but as a consequence. Uh, when we went to the all-volunteer force, we got a more sophisticated, better educated, better quality force than we did under the draft. But I like the draft because it forces us to have to invest in this nation that's given us so much freedom. Without that, we just sort of are along for a free ride. Uh, that's and so, Derek. I mean, you're you're 18 years old in high school. What led you to want to go to West Point? 
there were there are a few things that I can point to, and it's hard harder to remember as time goes on. But my junior year of high school, like most juniors, you're starting to ask the question, "What's coming next? Where am I going to go to college?" Um, I had I had a class that junior year. It was U.S. history, and I I was introduced to uh, really the World War II generation for the first time and read a biography by Stephen Ambrose of Dwight Eisenhower and a few other things and a few other relationships locally really began to stir in me uh, a sense of calling to serve my country. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what that looked like. All I knew was I'm reading, I'm captivated by these stories of these, these leaders who, who, who gave their life in service to their country, you know, especially kind of like I said in the World War II generation. That was kind of the year Band of Brothers was really big uh, back in 2005, um, that series. Uh, these things started uh, doing something in, in, in my heart, and I, I started to follow that. And, and where it led was uh, to ap- apply to West Point, and I, I got accepted, and I went there in 2006. And since then, God has not only blessed that short career I had, but provided so many relationships and so many opportunities uh, to just affirm how how um, how much of a privilege it has been to serve and uh, in this way. And uh, so it, it was it was a a being captivated by the service of those who've gone before me and and hearing their stories and and saying there's something there that I, I want to be a part of. And, um, you know, I felt like it was something I could do in service to God as well as country. And, um, I'm thankful for that opportunity. Mm. From your guys's perspective, describe the culture of how, you know, you serving back in the seventies and you serving, you know, fairly recently, the, the cultural differences in the military and how the, the American citizens have viewed the military. Wait, Got to remember when uh, I'm going into uh, the Air Force in 1967, um, the Vietnam War was going a very unpopular war, and uh, the I mean the uh, nation was split in, into two, and so I'm going into this, and I have no experience in the military, didn't plan to go in, and so I had to adapt to that, and and I think this whole thing that the country wrestles with, where uh, all volunteer force or the draft force was was just huge, and the, the force today is so so much better than it was when I went in, uh, just because of the all volunteer force now. Hmm. But I, I just wish everybody had an opportunity to have to do two years or four years of service to their to their country. I mean, uh, the nation of Israel, they yeah. have they have to serve. There's no, there's no exactly. choice here. You have to serve in the military. Um, Derek, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, a few things come to mind, and it, it is very different. And I would say that uh, my generation of soldier has has experienced a significant amount of thanks and gratitude from uh, the people that we interact with, especially when we're in uniform. You know, whether it's at the grocery store or in the airport. Uh, when I was on R and R from Afghanistan, I, I flew in uniform um, from the states uh, back to Afghanistan, and um, I was greeted and uh, cared for. You know, whether it's someone buying my my dinner while I'm in the airport, or a handshake, or a thank you, that was prevalent throughout uh, my time. And even now, as people learn that that I'm a veteran, people are quick to say thank you. And uh, it's yeah, I. I we feel for uh, people who, who have served in previous generations, and 
did not receive that gratitude while they were serving. But I hope that now, um, as the military has uh, a a quite a positive influence and uh, quite a positive uh, oh, a, effect on our culture and our and our country, that um, those who have served previously and 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 other conflicts and wars would know that, at, you know, from, I'm, I'm quite grateful. I, I love interacting with Vietnam veterans, especially, um, and, and thanking them for their service. And, uh, because we do know that it, it was different and, um, we're grateful to you. And we, uh, we stand with veterans of those previous eras and, and, uh, want to say thank you, especially to them. Well, in contrast, too, when I went in, uh, it was not uncommon for soldiers in uniform to get spit at by people who just resented the Vietnam War so much that they took it out on the soldiers who who really didn't have much to do with it other than going over there and risking their lives. So the culture was was, was just uh, in turmoil during that time. Did, did that happen to you, Don? I, I wouldn't say that it did, no. Um, no. But, but did anybody buy you dinner? Uh, was that, was that, that kind of, did you ever feel that kind of outpouring of, of appreciation? I would say, particularly at the church, people were receptive and encouraging and that sort of stuff. So, and Kentucky's a pretty conservative state, but you know, California, that just wouldn't happen. Right. So, um, but 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 in the general population, you, you you received some some of that within the church, but in the general population, you no outpouring of love and affection and support and thank you. Yeah. And when, right. yeah, so when you come back, when you came back from yep. because you served how long in Vietnam? Uh, Twelve months. Twelve months. You did you get you you came back one time. Mm-hmm. Had a had a reprieve for would you say a couple of weeks? Yeah, R and R, couple weeks. Um, none of that happened. Appreciation outside the church. Um, no, it it wasn't obvious. Mm. No. Yeah, that's that's uh, unfortunate. We 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 as a people, we need to continually just give give thanks and recognize. You know, the Bible says, "Give honor to those whom honor is mm-hmm. due." And um, we we need to honor what you guys because it the cost of freedom is tremendous. We're going to take a break here. Yep, we'll take a break. We're going to come back for another couple segments. We're going to talk about uh, what these guys saw on the front lines. You know, we 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 see a TV screen for thirty seconds, uh, uh, but these guys were actually on the front lines of, of battle. And we're going to talk more about what they saw and and how that has affected them to this day. So we'll uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate that. And uh, you can go to our Facebook page or SoundCloud. Just type in Solid Steps Radio, and you can hear the show in its entirety, pod, or commercial-free, on our podcast. We post that on Monday. But uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. <laughs> 